Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Friday! We made it, you guys, another trip around the sun. Okay, actually, that's just. That's every seven day. Days, but no, we don't go around the sun every day, weirdo. Well, we turn every day. 365 days a year. We're not doing science here on the Colleen and Bradley show. You know what we are doing here on the Colleen and Bradley show is bringing you all that Friday allows, which is oh so much. And I'm so excited. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back on Monday. Sonny running the board. And thank you for doing uh, heavy duty all week, Sonny. Now we have to. Oh, thank you. Uh, Now we have to talk about a story. That has been in headlines, and in fact, we spent a lot of time talking about it yesterday, and guess what? We didn't really know what we were talking about, and in fact, we had we were hoaxed. Yeah. Well, we got jussied, if you will. You'll remember Jesse Smollett said something happened to him. Turns out it didn't actually happen to him, and he's not alone. This hopefully is not a um, scourge. This is not a... Uh, a trend, a if you will. A plague that will uh, be happening, but a story about a guy who said he was a kidnapped child grown up after many years of being uh, abducted turns out not actually that kidnapped child right holly yeah that turns out not to be the case so we talked about this at around 115 yesterday afternoon and we were talking about the story of timothy pitson he was reportedly found in kentucky after escaping a red roof inn and uh, now i will say at the end of the segment bradley we did say that fbi was looking into checking into the actual identity of timothy pitson he is an abducted boy he's been missing for about eight years uh and unfortunately it seems like he is still missing now fbi wanted to make sure that this indeed was Timothy Pitson. Apparently there have been a couple of false reports of uh, sightings of Timothy in the past and the FBI did a DNA test and it showed that Timothy is indeed not Timothy. No, in fact it's a guy who has a long history of basically just being a 'er ne'er-do-well and criminal and has uh, had fake identities in the past. He's 23 years old um, and not the what so, he would have been what so he didn't think the dna was that's the he, part i'm is, not understanding this is, yeah. okay but can we just remind thank you thank <laughs> you that's what i was gonna say can we just remind the audience who maybe hasn't listened to an episode of our show in a while <laughs> there are people called crazy stupid idiots who go who who do things where you're like okay so 30 seconds could have given me the chance to figure out that this isn't going to work right. because if they check my dna right the jig is up. Right. Yeah. And luckily, the jig was up. Now, in addition to just being a really good, crazy, stupid idiot story, guys, um, 
this is sad for one specific re well two many reasons but one of them being not only um are we bummed because Mm -hmm. this was a fascinating story and we wanted to be excited for the return of somebody who was heretofore abducted but this person's uh, the real abducted child's family had to regrieve right. and yeah. redeal with this entire process. So not only was it just a dumb thing to do, it was also just a, a very um, mean thing to do. Yeah, you know, and we talked about it yesterday. His grandparents, uh, Timothy Pitson's grandparents, were cautiously optimistic. The grandma was talking and she was like, look, there have been a couple of false reports in the past, and I'm not going to get my hopes up that this is Timothy. We need to do the, the appropriate background checks, and we need to make sure that this is indeed Timothy. But just cruel, Bradley. You hit the nail on the head there. The fact that this guy, Brian Reaney, who's 23 years old, would pretend to be a 14-year-old child who has been missing for almost a decade. Like, what did you think was going to happen here? Yeah. Nothing good was going to come. But, no. you know, I would imagine that there um, and if we had an opportunity to call up a, you know, a, a criminal pathologist, psychologist, psychotherapist, psychiatric, whatever, an specialist, expert? an expert, somebody who knew things. It's probably rather, I don't want to say if not common, um, not out of the ordinary to have people claiming uh, that they are people they are not for the sole purpose of getting a bunch of attention. Sure. Right? Like, yeah. that's not unheard of. No. We've, we've simply heard of that, or uh, we've definitely heard of this, that in the past. So, certainly not the first time this has happened, but uh, certainly for those involved, just, oh, God. I mean, just everybody thinking, wow, maybe, in fact, it's this child. And it just makes you wonder all over again, what happened to this boy who disappeared in 2011 after his mother tragically took her own life uh, and then, um, you know, left behind this son who went missing. Yeah, with the note that you'll never find him. Yeah, it's just a crazy story. So anyway, uh, we wanted to bring you that update. Uh, No doubt you've heard the headlines, but we thought we'd talk about it a little bit here on the Colleen and Bradley show. You know, I said that we were jussied, which is I hope, you know, because look, if he's not going to if he's not going to be tried for his crime, alleged crime, Jesse Smollett, the actor who said he was uh, beaten up in a hate crime. If, uh, you know, the authorities aren't going to hold him accountable, well, at least the pop uh, pop culture world can hold him accountable by coining the term jussied. Perhaps it's a verb, which means to hoax. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, in other Jesse news, the actual Jesse Smollett, who uh faked allegedly his own beating um, is uh, in headlines again. And I thought we could talk about this because you'll remember the last we heard about Jesse Smollett prosecutors dropped charges, but the city of Chicago said that they were going to sue Jesse Smollett for the cost of investigating his erroneous claims. And we, and they gave him a timeline. They said, you have until this date to respond. Well, his attorneys responded yesterday, I believe, and essentially said, we're not paying this money. Yeah, we don't owe you anything. And there's a big, long, drawn out uh, letter from Mark Garagos and his attorneys that say why. Um, and I won't bore you with that. But Chicago's like, we don't care. We'll sue you for that money. Yeah, they're suing for one hundred thirty thousand dollars. They gave Jesse Smollett a week to pay up. That deadline expired yesterday afternoon. 
Now, the Chicago uh, Police Department has issued a statement saying that it is now in the process of drafting a lawsuit against Jesse Smollett because they want their money back. Yeah, there's a lot of competing um, centers of power in this particular case, right? You have prosecutors. Um, I still don't know if we know much about what the FBI could or could not do in this particular case, because what's interesting in the previous case, we just talked about that gentleman who uh, claimed that he was um, uh, the the abducted child can actually be prosecuted by the federal government because he was lying to the FBI. Right. Right. And um, I'm not sure what federal culpability that is, what the federal government can do against Jesse Smollett. But, you know, our, our uh, <clears throat> the individual in the White House has said that the FBI is investigating. I'm not sure we know much about that. Well, I think one of the things happening is that the FBI is looking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just... I'm, a, I'm assuming I'm, we're still on the I, air, yeah, but I'm all assume, our power just, there we, there, go. there we go. Oh yeah, the lights went off, now the lights are back on. But what I was going to say, Bradley, before I was really interrupted by the utility in this building, is that the FBI is looking into uh, the letter that maybe Jesse Smollett sent mm-hmm. to himself, maybe not, that arrived on the set, uh, the Chicago set of the show Empire. And I think the FBI is looking into that because when you tamper with the mail, it is a federal offense. Yep. And so they have the opportunity to investigate that aspect of uh, this Jesse Smollett case. This will be interesting to watch. And I just, you know, as somebody who, you know, you love right and wrong, right? And everybody's got their opinions about the story, I'm sure, for a number of reasons. But for me, um, if if... If this was a hoax and he required, you know, all of this work to sort of prove that fact, I feel like he's accountable or should be held accountable financially at at the very least. Right. Right. Um, You know, whatever happens to his career, that's ultimately up to the the powers that be. But at the very least, he could be held accountable for uh, giving everybody um, a job to do that they could have been focused on. You know, elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. And as far as his career in Hollywood, Jesse Smollett has his supporters. He has his detractors. And now it's really, I guess, up to him and his people, his PR people, uh, the agents and the managers and and his fellow cast members on whether or not uh, they want to work with him again. And how is he going to shape his career? I mean, that's the big question is how is he he's going to have to address this out in the public sphere? Like, how could you not? Yeah, and that's such a weird double-edged sword of like, nobody was talking about Jesse Smollett before the story. Everybody's talking about him after the story. So he's achieved a certain amount of notoriety and a level of awareness uh, among the general public that didn't exist before. So like in some bizarre way, ironic way, he actually ended up, you know, maybe benefiting from all of this. And, you know, the thought that he could just walk away without any consequences, just, you know, from a, this person's sense of right and wrong seems a little, you know, sad. But yeah. well, we will have. It to wouldn't see. be the worst crime ever not dealt with in our country. I'll say that for free. Oh yeah. But we're not going to get into that. Hey, you know what we are going to get into here on the Colleen and Bradley show before we head off uh, to hear what Sonny is going to bring us with all the latest because she's doing the dirt alert today. It's a f- special Friday Sonny edition of the dirt alert here on uh, the Colleen and Bradley show. Holly, we have an app that people can download. And if they download it, if they haven't yet and register, they could win 
a big fat cruise for two from Royal Caribbean Cruises. Am I right? You are so right. So if you haven't downloaded the MyTalk 1071 app yet, what are you waiting for? Do it now. Do Go it. The, yes, do it now. Go to the App Store on Android and Apple devices. Download the app. Open the app and you are prompted to register to win a Royal Caribbean cruise for two from Bell Destinations and Sun Country Airlines. Just register. Look, one person in the month of April is going to win the darn cruise and what a fantastic prize because have you looked outside lately i think you want to be oh on my a god cruise. today i'm like could we get a little bit of sunshine we uh, need a little, little sunshine, sunshine right just this very minute. minute also when you listen to my talk on the app during the month of april every weekday uh, you can become eligible to win 107 dollars. so there's going to be a lot of winners out there get there's the app. always fun ways to win by downloading and listening to the app this month in particular because april is back with a vengeance yeah there are some super spectacular prizes again Again, take full advantage when we come back. Like I said, Sonny's got all that latest from Hollywood right here on My Talk 107. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Here with all the latest from Hollywood and beyond with her own signature brand of wit and wisdom. It's our very own Sonny with the Dirt Alert. Hey, Sonny. Hey, Hello. Y'all. Can we talk about this Mackenzie Bezos how she oh. just basically secured the bag? Yes. Can we discuss this? Okay, yes. so the Please. terms of Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos' divorce have been revealed. While Jeff will maintain 75% of their stock in Amazon as well as voting rights over her shares. I know that's important in all the movies. The voting part is very important. So he's taking all of that. And McKenzie will maintain 25% of their shared stock, which equates to $35 billion worth of stock, yeah, making you, oh. her the third richest woman on the planet. Oh, God, I love this. And, and can we, you imagine that 25% of that stock makes sense? She, well, I don't want to say because she was no, married to that guy. It. But Listen. she was there. I will say she and he, they started this yes. back okay. in the day. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, they were like in a, a garage or something like ludicrous. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly... You think back to that time, I just remember hearing sort of a thumbnail sketch of uh, their relationship um, back when all this kerfuffle was happening. And mm-hmm. I thought, God, imagine that there were people because I we all remember like I remember like the first time I like registered a website and was mm-hmm. like hand coding some mm-hmm. dumb things. I mean, my friends and I could have been like, let's sell some books on the this thing and right. see what happens. And you don't know they could have been billionaires. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know. Jeff so it's Bezos. just interesting to see like where you could end up. It gives, sure. doesn't it give you hope that someday you two could ha- get divorced <laughs> and get a lot of money? Well, I think it, it for me. What I heard is it changed the narrative. When I grew up, I always heard older women going, "Date an athlete, date a date a rich guy." Yeah. Date a, and, and there's this narrative where women are like, "I don't want to date this guy because he didn't have his stuff together." Well, you didn't have his stuff together when they started. Well, I will say that they did kind of have their stuff together. They met while well, they were working at a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, a little savvy, at least, with the money. Gotcha, they kind of gotcha. knew what they were doing. But you're right, Bradley. Well, yeah, they no, started but, I mean, yeah, it's in the not garage. Like, it's not like they just created something out of whole cloth. But still, just, you know, from where they started mm-hmm. to where they ended up being. I mean, Amazon is literally, you know, the... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Largest, re- has to be the largest retailer in the entire world on planet Earth. It is. And he is literally the richest man on the planet and she is now the third richest person on the planet. That's just a... Just an incredible, you know, skyrocket. When you say retailer, are you just talking about online? I don't know. I mean, I would assume whatever definition of the word retailer you have, Amazon is the largest, right? I mean, it has no brick and mortar locations. Right. I would imagine in terms Mm -hmm. of gross sales every year. I will tell you, at least from some uh, data that I'm looking at from last year, Walmart's still number one. Okay. Okay. But Amazon is just right behind. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's a lot of money. That yeah. is a lot of money. So congratulations to her on that one. Um, I would like to know where she's going to uh, spend some of that money. Mm-hmm. God, what would you do? I know. <laughs> I would, you know, like I would just, I would do all sorts of good things. I would do something really small. Oh, Brad. I would do something really small. I'd be really, really good with that money. What do you mean small? Like get a bucket of chicken. Oh, well, <laughs> I'd be doing that anyway. Yeah, right. I I could, after we I could do that, that tonight, girl. Yeah. If you want. I was going to say we don't need Jeff Cub Bezos Foods money has it coming out. You know, the fryer about every thirty minutes. Oh, so. that sounds good. All right, sorry. I, I just okay. wanted to get caught in the daydream of being the third richest woman on the world and, on the planet. Eating, eating cub chicken, cub food fried mm-hmm. chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The man accused in Nipsey Hussle's killing will be represented by one of the former prosecutors in the O.J. Simpson case. Oh. And that makes me sad. You know, I was going to say, why (laughs) does that make me kind of sad? Like, you know, everybody deserves that they 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 get, you know, the best defense in the world. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like they're going to make it all about that. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. That the fact that uh, which attorney is going to be representing him? Chris Darden. Well, that's interesting because Christopher Darden was on the prosecution prosecution, in the the O.J. Simpson case. But you're right. It does kind of add more just uh, this. It's already a celebrity case to begin with. But now we're going to be like, oh, okay. so now this person associated with the O.J. Simpson trial is going to be associated with this trial. It's a lot to unpack with this. Like, I want to know his I'm, I'm sure I'll never know this, but I'd like to know his reasoning behind stepping up to this particular case. Sure, Christopher Darden, right? Yeah. 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 I imagine, I mean, I don't want to be too cynical, but the cynicaler side of me would say, uh, if you can, you know, like the higher the profile case, mm-hmm. the higher the potential for the higher profile for you career-wise, right? For him? Mm-hmm. This guy? But I mean, the case itself, not the know, guy, but the, the case just... itself. If you can be the guy who got the guy who killed I hear you. I Nipsey hear you. Hustle off. That's such a yeah. cold-hearted way to look at it. But well, I'm not I don't a know, lawyer, but have you so. met the world? Yeah, yeah. well, and interestingly <laughs> enough, to think about it in that perspective, that, you know, now Christopher Darden acting on the defense on a particular case where he was the prosecution. Just, yeah, yeah a well, lot to because, unpack. Yeah. But somebody like that, it's per- he's perfect to be in the uh, in defense at this point in his life because he knows. Well, right. He knows what prosecutors can do and can't do and what they will do and what they won't That's do. That's true. Right. So, yeah. you know, like everybody else, again, being cynical, he just wanted to cash in, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Because a when public prosecutor yeah. is not going to have anywhere near the amount of um, potential for 
making money. Okay, it's just okay. Like, oh, all right. right. So one last sad story. Jesse Smollett's lawyers say they will not be intimidated by Chicago's demand of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. They sent a letter, and like you said, we just said in the uh, earlier this last segment that they they sent a letter over to him and said that they are they would be glad to speak with Mayor Rahm Emanuel, Chicago's Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson, and get their sworn oath. They also said they want access to all the evidence from the criminal case, including that which was not turned over to the defense before charges were dropped, as well as the uh, the the legal proceedings and all the records. They wanted to be open to the public. So I'm just interested. You know, I know a lot of this stuff is for show, but I'm I'm just interested how this is rolling out. Well, and interesting, Brad. I think that you mentioned that Mark Garagos mm-hmm. is representing Jesse Smollett. Now, yeah, that's talk a, about blast is he like from a the famous past. guy. Who is yep. he? Yeah, you know, he has worked with Michael Jackson, Scott Peterson, Winona Ryder, oh, as in wow. defended those defended people. those people. Yeah. Oh, Chris wow. Brown. He's worked with all of those people. Yes, yeah. he is a defense lawyer. So, so that's another one when you you hear like, oh, Mark Garagos. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. All right, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott so, Peterson. I'm just interested to see how this is. How did those cases go when he worked with them? Well, I mean, Michael Jackson never was. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Was uh, uh, not found convicted. guilty. Yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Okay. He was acquitted. This is this is really messing with my inner. Thanks, Donnie. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to imagining what I do with all that money uh, from Ms. McKenzie. Okay, hey, when we come back, we're doing the 30 second pop culture challenge. Five questions, 30 seconds. You could win a prize. Six five one. Five ah. questions, 30 seconds. You could win a big fat prize, but only at 12:30 on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's the 30 second pop culture challenge. 30. Second pop culture challenge. Who's on the telephone today, Bradley? Thank you for asking, weird, strange voiced person. Gail is on the line. Hello. And Gail is playing for. She is playing for a pack of movie tickets to go see the film Missing Link at participating AMC theaters during its run of engagement. By the way, Missing Link is in theaters April 12th. Gail, timer will begin after I ask the first question. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Stevie Nicks is a singer for what rock band? Sweetwood Mac. Which comedian stars in the 90s movie Billy Madison? Um, um, uh, Adam Sandler. Kathy Lee Gifford used to host the talk show live with who? Regis and Kathy Lee. Emilio Estevez is the brother of which famous actor? Charlie Sheen. Smells Like Teen Spirit is a song by what grunge band? Nirvana! Got them all. All right, Gail. Good job, Gail. Four pack of movie passes to see Missing Link in theaters April 12th. And uh, hold the line and Sonny will get the rest of your information. Thanks, Gail. Congrats. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Woo! Go, go. She was good. She was just like, one, next, 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 done. Oh, sometimes you just got to treat the world like Gail does. Mm -hmm. Just get them done. All right, now that we've gotten that 30-second pop culture challenge out of the way, again, five questions, 30 seconds, you win a prize. You see how it works. If you weren't Gail today, no worries. We do that every day, but only at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Now, let's move along to the other best part of this segment, which is Blinded by the Item. And joining us today to play some blind items is the one, the only, Donna Valentine. Thank you, Donna, for joining Thank us you. today. Thanks, Donna, for pulling uh, week-long duty. It's my pleasure. Yes, of course. It's a big duty. It is a truly mm-hmm. a big duty. All right, you guys, let's uh, solve some celebrity gossip mysteries in the form of blind items. Listen carefully to this blind item and see who it's about. 
when you can pick up the phone and call Mark Zuckerberg, I guess you get the social media handle you want, even if it's already being used by someone. They didn't even bother to ask the owner because they are so entitled. What? I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this another rich person that we're talking about? Yes. Is it a Mackenzie Bezos? No. Okay. Because I knew that okay, so wait a she minute. just opened a new Twitter account. Mark Zuckerberg has nothing to do with Twitter, Donna. That's Facebook. Oh. So this was my question. Okay, wait, wait. Think of what else Facebook Who's the Bezos Grandma. guy? I mean, who's the Twitter guy? Uh, oh, what's his name? Jack. Jack Ryan? No, that is a... <laughs> Jack Reacher? No. Jack... <laughs> no, not even that one. Okay. No. Um, anyway, my question to you was: Mark Zuckerberg handle social media? Oh, Instagram. Yes. Okay. So Instagram handle. Oh. Uh, Royal Sussex Royal. Oh, yeah, the royal people. Ding ding. Yes, <laughs> queen. Literally. Uh. Let me fill in the blank for you. All right. When you can pick up the phone and call Mark Zuckerberg, I guess you can get the social media handle Sussex Royal, even if it's already being used by someone. Uh, The Duke and Duchess of Sussex didn't even bother to ask the owner because they're entitled and they're like, we're rich and famous. You're not. We're going to use this anyways. (laughs) So my question then is, what happened to Sussex Royal? Did they just like their account or send them like a, I'm sorry, you need to change your pass or your name because we're going to give it to the royals could very well be the case i would sue that's what i would do yeah well when the ceo of the company is making the decision that you need to uh acquiesce yeah your instagram but there are laws handle. in this country and no one is above those laws i mean if they can have any name they want why wouldn't they go with something that everybody would remember like harry and <laughs> K- uh, what's her name harry and it's harry and hagan those two. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the person who did have that Instagram handle was a British driving instructor. They had it first. Mm. And his name is Kevin. And he is real mad. Oh, yeah, I'm Kev. sure. And I hope he has a case. Because you know the Europeans, they do not like big companies. And so I wouldn't be surprised if like the European Union was like, you can sue. Get this, though. Instagram was handling things behind his back. So Kevin has been using the handle Sussex Royal for the past three years. Oh. And when he logged into Instagram one day, he saw that he, his handle went from Sussex Royal to the far less regal underscore Sussex Royal underscore. They changed oh. his name for him without even asking him. Oh, they just added a little underscore at the end? That's rude. In the beginning. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Very, very rude. How rude. Rude. Okay, let's do another one. All right, now I have a confirmed blind item Mm. for you. Love it. Meaning we do know the uh, subject of this blind item, so listen very carefully to the following. This foreign-born, still very young, A-list, mostly television actress, won't be that high for too long. Her hit show is ending, and she is having trouble booking anything because she won't do the casting couch thing. Huh. Oh, so somebody who's about to go off the air, who's a young foreign-born actress. Is this a maybe a Game of Thrones thing? Oh, yes, Cersei Lannister. Ding to Donna. I don't even know okay, what those so names Okay, so Game of mean, Thrones. So we've got like a Sophie Turner. Tucker? Turner? Sophie Tucker Turner. Yeah, Tuna Tina Turner Tuna Turner. Yeah. Sophie. Char- Charlie Tuna? <laughs> Buzz, no. Chicken of the Sea. Uh. Not even Bumblebee. But yeah, no, Sophie Sophie. Turner. 
No. Oh, wait, no, it's not Sophie Turner? It's not it's Sophie It's that little Turner. British girl with the big eyes. She has a name. Oh, what is her name? I she don't was think just I know on. Her. And she did that April Fool's prank where she pretended to give a spoiler. Her name is Edith Bejebus. Uh, no. no. But we're not talking about the main character. No, no, you would know her. She's the daughter, one of the daughters. Oh, the little daughter whose yeah. father got, got beheaded big, in the first eyes. season. Oh, okay. okay, first oh of God, all. Why did you just do that? That's Spo- what happens. Spoiler alert, Donna. Second of all, <laughs> I can't give you any hints based off of Game of Thrones because I've never watched an episode. Okay. Here's your hint. This woman has been doing press with Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner and Angela Lansbury. (laughs) (laughs) She's got big eyes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, big eyes, big eyes. It's Maisie Williams. Yeah, Uh, Maisie. Oh, I knew it was a cute one of those cutesy names. I love Maisie. Maisie Bataisy. Let me fill in the blank for you. So, Maisie Williams. She's not going to be A minus list for very long. Game of Thrones is ending, and Maisie Williams is having trouble booking anything because she won't do the casting couch thing. Good for her. She's not sleeping they have a for casting rules. couch over there. It's That's a, sad. It's everywhere, Brad. It's everywhere. Yeah, but just I feel like British men maybe. Mm. Okay, I'm making jokes about things that don't deserve mm. to be made jokes of, so I apologize <laughs> and to all the women in the world. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Next, another confirmed blind item for you guys. Uh, that means we know the identity of the subject of this blind item. So listen to the following. Was the la- wasn't the last one confirmed too? Correct. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, thank you. Here's your blind item. All right. With that big name bailing on the series, don't be surprised if the porn star escort slash monetarily challenged reality star comes back to MTV. Oh well, that is. Uh... I almost said that was Bristol Palin, but I think that's supposed to be Sarah or um, Fair Abraham. Ding. Wow. Good. You're really in tune with her. And her butt. My God. Ooh. I was looking at a, oh, a spread she... the other day. <laughs> oh, wow. That girl has put a lot back there. She's invested a lot in that Do you think it's Mody. fake? Uh, oh, yes. I can't believe people do that to their butts. That's so I know. bizarre I, to well, me. Well, just butt lifts in general, like a butt lift, but she's had injectables because mm-hmm. that butt, it looks so absurd. Like, you know, there are women's bodies come in all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. right? Of course. But hers just looks uh, uh, like terribly absurd because she's like a, this like weird, like bird like creature and then a giant fanny. Yeah, she and she's just it. like woo, and she was bending over in a field of poppies. Yep. I'm not even kidding. I'm going to no! show you. And a, and a leopard, and a leopard onesie. It leotard. was like she just happened to be in a leopard onesie. Yeah, in the middle of a field, field of poppies. I'll find it while you do Please. the thing. All right, okay. I'm going to fill in the blank for you. Okay. So uh, Bristol Palin is leaving Team on OG. So don't be surprised if Farrah Abraham comes back to MTV. So yeah, Donna and Sonny, there is Farrah Abraham recently did a photo spread because. I I don't know if you've heard the story about the poppy fields in California. There's a super bloom happening. So it's been really popular for people to go to the poppy fields and, and take do pictures. Photo shoots. Okay. Right. So fair Abraham, one not to be left out of anything, took it upon herself to go in her leopard leotard. I see. I see. Floss in her butt crack. I mean, that is offensive. Is that's offensive to everybody. Yeah, it's a really offensive. And like, that's not a natural pose. Nobody just is like, I'm in a field of poppies in my swimsuit. Let me bend over. Look. Because I dropped something. <laughs> I mean, it's just like. <laughs> it's yeah. a full moon in that poppy field. Well, that's a shame. And then let me look backwards to the camera. Hi. <laughs> oh, my god. When did you guys get here? <laughs> yeah, like, 
like, oh, I was just down here picking some poppies. Wouldn't you be so lucky? Holly, don't you have that outfit? She probably she has the glasses, the sunglasses. Oh, really? Or yeah. a facsimile. Didn't you say you had something Oh, yeah, similar? I thought that I had those sunglasses that but Fair see, Abraham is wearing. See oh, how her behind just, like, again, it doesn't all look women's like a, bodies are different, but that's not a natural occurrence. By no. the way, uh, mm-hmm. Bradley is doing the Sunday night football play-by-play of Fair <laughs> Abraham's butt, tracing and giving you I'm just the, excited the because action. I, I went through this earlier this week and wanted to talk about it, but, the, you know. Why would we talk about Fair Abraham's butt in a field of poppies? Yeah, but mm. thank you, Donna, for giving us that chance. Hey, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Well, are thank we done? you, Donna. We are done, All and right. I would like to give you uh, a special dispensation for showing up every day this week, with the exception of one, uh, and doing the blind items. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, and thank you, Holly, weekend. of course, for oh, picking Sonny. delicious blind items, and then, of course, Sonny for doing the dirt alert today, Woo-hoo. and all sorts of other things. Okay, bye! When we come back, our good friends from Google tell us what you guys have been Googling all week. It's... Google Trends right here when we come back on My Talk 1071. It's Friday, which means we like to check in with our good friends at Google and find out what's trending this week. And we're about to find out yet again. With our good friends at Google. You better see this. There's something new trending. It's time to talk Google Trends with someone who knows what you're looking for. What are all those websites in your search history? With a Google Trends expert, here are Colleen and Bradley. And I believe we have Farrell on the line today. Farrell, thanks for joining us to talk Google Trends. Hello. Happy to be here. All right, so let's kick things right off. Uh, A name that people have probably heard a lot about, but let's hear why and how Nipsey Hussle was trending this week. Yeah, Nipsey Hussle, it's a, it's a very sad story. He's a known uh, rapper and community activist. He was actually nominated for a Grammy this year. He was gunned down uh, outside of his store in L.A., um, and uh, there's been a lot of news about it, and accordingly people have been uh, trying to find out who he is, what happened, what types of songs he had, and um, learn a little bit more about him and his life. And so how have people have been engaging with Google regarding this story? So it has it been going back and, and listening to Nipsey Hussle music and just reading about his life story? What are people looking up? Yeah, I think that's right. You have a mix of people just trying to find out about who he is. There's a lot of searches for his songs, so I imagine people are probably playing some of the music that he's most famous for. Um, and then uh, people are just uh, looking for uh, the rappers in general about uh, some of his contemporaries, some of the people who uh, paid homage to him after he was shot. Um, so there's a lot of just interest in, in his life and, and what he stood for. Yeah, absolutely. I hate to take a left turn from, you know, a tragic story, but one that, um, you know, also trended this week and one I will tell you we were actually fascinated about Insani overrunning the board she's obsessed with the impossible whopper. Tell us what the impossible whopper is and why, in fact, it was trending this week. Yes, well, you know, for me, growing up, uh, Burger King was my favorite place to eat as a teenager. Uh, they have the flame-broiled Whopper, which everyone is aware of, and, and this week they decided to uh, launch an Impossible Whopper at 59 of their restaurants. Uh, so the Impossible Whopper, if people don't know, is kind of a faux meat Whopper. It's, it's plant-based, um, and the amazing thing is, we're told, is that it actually tastes like you're eating meat, but, uh, but it is plant-based, so 
I imagine it's, uh, who knows, shoots and peas and beets and all sorts of other things that uh, you might replace the meat with. So it's people looking up what the heck is in making up an Impossible Burger. What are the ingredients? And like, where can I get this thing? Because it seems like it's not being released throughout the United States just yet. That's right. It's starting off in uh, St. Louis and the surrounding area. I think they must be doing a, a test market for it. Uh, people want to know what's in a Whopper to begin with. And then, yes, people want to know what makes up an impossible Whopper. Uh, how do you replace that uh, kind of famous flavor uh, with, with plants? Uh, one of the amazing things that uh, you'll see is actually it's supposed to mimic the way meat kind of, you know, when you bite in and you get that juiciness with it. So mm-hmm. the meat, the fake meat actually oozes in that same way, which is kind of amazing. One of the other interesting things is that they're touting it as an ethical choice. They're not touting it as a healthy choice, because if you look at the caloric intake and uh, the fat grams, it's actually pretty similar. Right. Sonny rightly points out the last last thing you probably want to do is look up (laughs) calories at a fast food joint ever. (laughs) So what you're saying, Farrell, is that what Burger King is looking at is that, yeah, it is as we move forward, they're looking at, you know, how do we... uh, maintain our business when, you know, maybe we're going to be cutting back on our meat consumption a little bit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you see a lot of impossible meat out in California when you're there. Uh, in uh, in the rest of the country, it's not as um, it's not as common. But uh, I think uh, they're trying to get ahead of the curve, and they're not actually the first ones to do it. Carl's Jr. Uh, has their version of it. White Castle also has an impossible slider. So, so maybe this is a trend that's catching on in the fast food world. Well, at first, when you said uh, the area, uh, remind me again, was it St. Louis that you said was St. the Louis, yeah. yeah. So at first, I was like, why would they do St. Louis? You'd think California. Or- or Seattle or something like that. But then I realized, well, if you want this to succeed, right, you're going to have to convince people in the heart of meat country and like, you know, stockyards, hello, Missouri, St. Louis, if they buy it, then very likely the rest of the country will too. I think that's right. All right. Well, so we'll see if it catches on a year from now. We'll, uh, we can have this conversation again to see if it expanded or it, uh, it went the way of other um, items that get dropped quickly. Right. It went the way of the McDonald's fajita. But we all hope here that the Impossible Whopper is here to stay. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Farrell from Google. He's talking about what you've been Googling this week and something else that is surprising that people are Googling the moon. Why are people so yeah. interested in the moon this week? You know, this is a bizarre segue. We're going from eating to human waste. But, oh, oh, great. Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes the two go hand in hand. That's right. That is that is true. So apparently when they had the six Apollo missions uh, to the moon uh, back in the day, uh, they actually left the human waste from the astronauts on the moon in plastic bags. Uh, this, there are actually 96 bags, I, somebody counted, I guess, of human waste that uh, were tied up in bags and, and just left behind and have been waiting there for, you know, 40 or so years. Uh, some scientists are realizing that this allows us to better understand how microorganisms might grow in outer space. Oh. So they have this idea. Uh, I don't, I feel, uh, I'm curious who's going to lead it, but to go to the moon, collect those bags, and see if any of the microorganisms that live in your belly normally uh, are still present or if, uh, or if they've died off over the years.
That's a fascinating. I hadn't even thought of that. I thought, well, this is just some like random story. And I'm actually kind of upset that we didn't come <clears throat> come across this story ourselves, Holly, because typically this uh, would be the territory we would, you know, find ourselves I mean, in, actually, frankly. But yes, <laughs> but now we will do a little digging. This, uh, there are all sorts of uh, puns and inappropriate things. To there say. are. And Buzz Aldrin, this is my favorite. He actually tweeted and I'm quoting. Well, I sure feel bad for whoever finds my bag. Oh, no. Oh, but so people are having a sense of humor around this story, but they're also engaging with it from a purely uh, curious standpoint as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people, uh, there's a lot of microorganisms that live in your body. Apparently, 50% of, uh, of the stuff is just bacteria that helps you digest food. It's not bad for you. It's, it's actually what allows, uh, allows us to live and digest food. So um, they want to see what happened to it and uh, whether it could live outside of, you know, uh, the normal environment of, of Earth with an, with a, an atmosphere. Uh, I'm, I'm sure scientists, you know, they, they're always looking at interesting things. So I, I'm sure um, someone will dig around and find something of scientific uh, value. Another fascinating story. Thank you, Farrell, for all the trends this week from Google. Absolutely. Nice to be here. All right. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, something is working Holly's last nerve and it has to do with gas stations. She'll tell us all about it when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a 7-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.